listening to the Fish on Ted podcast with your host, Ted Johnson. Well, hello, this is Ted Johnson with the Fish on Ted podcast. We want to thank everyone for joining us today. It's the winter of 2023, and we have got a year of salmon and steelhead fishing and other types of fishing uh, ahead of all of us, and we're just excited to see what's going to unfold over these next, what is it, in January, so the next 11 or so months. Um, today, we have a guest that has been with us uh, uh, before. Uh, he was with us a couple of years ago, and he is just absolutely, uh, in, in, my, in my mind, a genius when it comes to tackle and rigging and, uh, um, you know, just the, the, the art, if you may, of uh, putting things together that will catch um, you know, big salmon and, and steelhead and that sort of thing. And so without further ado, I'm sure a lot of you will uh, recognize him. It's JT from Short Bus Flashers. JT, you there, Dan? Yes, thank you so much for having me on. I appreciate it, Ted. Oh, well, it's our, it's our pleasure. I mean, uh, you go by uh, uh, any sort of marina and you look down in people's boats and there are these triangle flashers and they all have short bus on them. And so you have really made your, uh, your way into the Northwest market and, and expanding out from what it sounds like. And we want to thank you for everything that you've done for the industry. And, and uh, it sounds like you got some big plans in the future. I, I do appreciate that. Yeah, it's um, much different than what I ever expected the way that it started out. It's, it's very neat to see people using product, getting the pictures, holding up the flashers, and just the thank you. So it's fun. It's, uh, it's very rewarding, even though if I don't get to fish as much, but I do enjoy the pictures of seeing people's success. So I do appreciate that. Thank you. Absolutely. Well, you deserve all of those accolades. That, that is for sure. Well, we're, we're excited to talk about, you know, the, the gear and that sort of thing. And of course, JT, if people are from the Northwest, you know, they've, they've heard about the pole dancer and they've hold, uh, heard about the, uh, uh, you know, the, all the unique names that you give to your flashers. Um, and then we'll be talking obviously about some of the other things that you're, uh, you've introduced this last year, but how in the world did you ever get into the flasher game? Can you tell me? So it was actually an accident. Um, very good friend of mine. I was just learning how to fish in the area, um, came from the east side and hooked up with, with now one of my best friends and his ended up with an open seat, went out fishing and he had some triangle flashers and we lost a bunch of them. And because I was learning how to fish, right. He was not very pleased with me. And <laughs> at the time you could not find the colors that he wanted. Oh, and I love to tinker. So I took some time and I said, Hey, I think I can make some for you. And, um, went back home, started, started bending color, bending plastic and finding tape and started putting things together. And, um, admittedly, they were very, very ugly at the time there. They were all hand done and, um, gave them to my fishing partner now and called me up a few days later and said, Hey, it's caught fish. And really, can you do this color? And I thought, well, shoot, dang, let me, let me see if I can find that tape. And he called back and said, those ones caught fish and will you make some for Tommy also? And I thought, well, sure, that's fine. And every, all of his friends started buying. And then finally the store started calling and say, well, we've heard that your stuff is catching fish. Um, can you supply us? And here we are almost 11 years later. Wow. Good for you, man. And, and you sell 
both what online and and uh, uh, through the retail channels. Both places are correct. You can uh-huh. find us at shorebusslashers.com and then most of the most of the Washington, Oregon fishing retailers, a couple in Northern California. So we're just slowly expanding. I um, need to take some time to get get further east, but right now we've got quite a quite a good following there. I have some great retailers that are carrying the product um, here here locally in Portland, all the way up to Seattle, down to Northern California. So wow, should be pretty easy to find either online or in the retail stores. Wow, well that's cool. You know, and and I'm I'm on your website right now, and I went over to the Triangle Flashers. And, um, you have some of the most unique flashers with the, you know, unique name, um, that, that I've ever seen. I mean, it, it, you know, you've got the twisted sister, you've got the electric pole dancer, you have, um, oh, what are some of the, the, um, Hallucinato? Is that what it is? Hallucinator. Hallucinator. Uh, forgive me. My eyes yep. are going, um, <laughs> and, 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 but I mean, there's just, I, mean, I don't know how many are here, you know, just, uh you know, 30, 40, 50 of them with all these unique names. And, you know, I'm just kind of scratching my head. How in the world do you, you figure out the names for all these new ones? So it started out with, with a couple of friends would come over and we would, we would sit down and just start writing down names. And then the next morning we would go through and say, well, yes, this is a good one or no, but now I'm kind of reaching out to a lot of the Facebook um, followers, the Instagram followers were all put up and say, Hey, I'm working on this color. Let's. What are some names? So it's a lot of a lot of input from from the the people in the industry just coming up with names. Or if I see an interesting name just in in passing, I'll write it down and put it in my phone as a as a note, and then see if right. I can use some sort of a name around it. But a um, couple of them, my beautiful wife has came up with the names, and that's the end of discussion. She has the final veto power on a couple of them. So. Ah, there you go. Oh, she is the, what, the creative director? Is that what we um, should call her? She is literally the boss in the end of this, but <laughs> um, she she has the final say on a couple of them there just to make sure that I'm not too far out of bounds. But, um, uh-huh. yeah, she does she does a lot of creative, so it's a team effort on our end. Right. Oh, that's cool. Now, now why why do the triangle flashers work so well? I mean, it, it seems like, you know, everybody's kind of gone to these and, And, uh, that's become, you know, that's become the norm in the industry. Yeah. So triangles are going to be the, the early season fishery when the water is cold, triangles are definitely the predominant lure to use when fishing for salmon on there. And the reason being is you control them a little bit slower and pull a heavier bait being a herring, your green labels, red labels. Um, it doesn't, it, there's no drag on them. So they're a very prominent we can work the colors from, as you pointed out, way too many color options some days, but um, any color option that you want, be it chartreuses, greens, blues, you pick whatever you feel confident in. Um, those are definitely the most predominant colors right out of the gates until the water starts warming up. And then you're going to see people rolling over to the 360s or as people affectionately call them, the skateboards. Um, but those are, those are more of a spinners or the super baits, um, type of fisheries where you, where you have the hard baits behind them because of the drag, but definitely uh-huh. early in the season, the triangles are, are the first ones out of the, out of the box. Right. And, and how do you determine, you know, if, if they're going to be part of your repertoire that you're going to be, uh, you know, providing out there, you come up with a, a new color scheme and, and, and that sort of thing. 
what what process do you go through in determining if that's something that you're going to offer or not? So we 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 basically we start a year ahead. So I have the colors that are coming out this year were tested in 2022, and uh-huh. I I am very blessed to have a very good. Um, group of guides that are very willing to share color options with me and designs. So we we play back and forth. If they have an idea, I'll, I can get a, a sample out right away, um, get it tested, get pictures, and then get feedback. Uh-huh. So it's it's a very hands-on type of approach of does this truly work? And sometimes it's just a, a thought where you, where you see two colors sitting next to each other and you think, well, that's kind of cool give them a try. And if they work great, if not, then they end up in the front of the box. But we've weeded through quite a bit of the, of the ones that, that I don't feel work and, and kind of narrowed it down to the really good ones. And that's, that's where the guides and just personally going out and fishing and testing them works out really well for us. Got it. And, and then the triangles come in different sizes too, don't they? Eight inch and five and a half inches are what we, what we supply. Uh Um, Again, predominantly the eight inch ones are, are the most common, the five and a half. Usually if it's a little bit clearer, then you'll see people switching over. Or if they're fishing for trout or kokanee, a lot of the times you'll, you'll see the smaller flashers. Or if the water is really mucky, then you'll see people put the, put an eight inch and a five and a half inch in series by just tying the swivel together and running two flashers at a time. Ah, okay. Okay. So if, if you were uh, stuck over on the Celets and you had only three of your triangle flashers that you could have in your box, which three would they be? Uh, Chartreuse Hunter would be one. Uh-huh. Um, that is, that's the one that got me my name and reputation um, would be one. The Mirror Chrome All Mirror would be another. Uh-huh. And hopefully... Hopefully my wife's not listening, but probably the hallucinator. She's the one that came up with it. And every time somebody catches a fish with it and sends me a picture saying that she, her head gets huge. So oh, great. Um, I don't admit that I have it on my boat, but that's actually been a very good one also. Oh, that's cool. And, and how, how do you rig these up JT? So main, so from your rod, um, you can pick on a triangle, you can have a, a softer rod. Uh-huh. And that those are that way the fish can chew on it a little bit. Again, it's the colder water gives them a little bit time to not feel the resistance of the of the rod. Down to you're going to run a braided line down to a bumper. Triangles are generally an 18 inch bumper. Um, we do supply the stiffies, which are 18, 24, and 30 inches. Uh-huh. Triangles generally we're going to run an 18 inch, which has a snap swivel on one side, a dual. Uh, ball bearing swivel on the other side. That way you don't get tangles. Mm-hmm. So about 18 inches is going to go back to the, the flasher running a roughly a 16 inch dropper with your lead. That way they don't tangle up. Right. And then, then behind that you can either do a, generally again in the beginning of the season, if I were to go out um, here within the next 30 days, I would be looking at herring and anywhere between a three and a half to five inch bumper depends on the clarity. Mm-hmm. and you're going to run the ball bearing swivel off the back of the flasher all the way back to your offering. You'll probably have a small little swivel in the middle of it. That way it doesn't tangle your leader. Right. And with springers, you're going to run about a 25-pound test, and if you use triangles in the fall, um, normally you're going to be about a 40-pound test. Wow. Okay. Okay. Well, that well that makes sense. That makes sense. So 
So the month of kind of, you know, the end of April, 1st of May comes around. How do you change that up? It's normally a common, common thought is when the, when the water starts warming up, generally it's above 55 degrees um, here in the Willamette um, plus or minus is always been the, the, the main thought of when you start switching from herring over to the hardware, meaning, meaning spinners or the brads type of things. The, one of the things that we get very lucky with on the Willamette is that you can have a two rod endorsement. So you can put your Hail Mary rod up front. And last year we actually started running three sixes a little bit earlier in the season. And it was surprising that they, they worked in the colder water generally have to run the boat a little bit faster. Common thought is that you need to go slow because they're more lethargic in the cold. Uh-huh. So I, I would probably even go down to say a 50 to 55 degrees. You can start switching over to the three sixties, but don't hesitate to run triangles and three sixties at the same time. But again, it's April all the way up till April, maybe may, I would really be focusing on triangles personally in my boat. Right. Um, because the, the bait is, is probably the most common, common to catch fish with at that time of the year until it starts warming up and the fish become more aggressive. Right. Right. And then the, the three sixties come in after that. And the, and as you described them, they kind of look like a bumper, don't they? I mean, it, it they don't have yeah, a, they, an elongated type look to them. A big skateboard is what people mm-hmm. call them though. So three sixties. Um, yeah. The, the, the rotating flashers, it's, there's a lot of different nicknames for them there, but basically they're going to rotate in a three, roughly a three foot radius, and it jerks the bait around behind it. But you do have to be careful that you don't have too much drag or they don't spin at all. And that's where oh. it's harder to pull herring um, with that much drag, just unless you can get a really tight spin. It's definitely possible, but right. um, some people have a harder time, and that's where the triangles are nice for the bait at the beginning of the year. Uh-huh. You can be a little sloppier with your, your herring. Right, right. Well, very, very good. So now you, you, this last year, was it last year or the year before, JT, where you, when you brought out the, the uh, spinners and that sort of thing? Um, I believe it's two, two, maybe a little bit more now. I, I, I don't know off the top of my head. I'm sorry. Uh-huh. Um, but we do have the, we do have the spinners, the spinner options. We're expanding it this year. We've released the hoochie spinners, which are the a pink skirted, adds a little bit more action to it. Um, we've had we have those starting last year. Now we're going to add blades to them, so that will definitely be an expansion this year. I I love the extra color on there versus the tubing. So just my personal my personal, and then you can always put a tip of of bait on there if you want a little bit more um, more scent to it, but. I, I really love spinners. It's it's nice. Once a fish bites it there, it's usually a done deal. They don't nibble on it like they do bait. So right. once it starts warming up, that is definitely the way to go. Right. And and can those also be casted then? Generally, they're too light to cast. Okay. Um, we okay. do we do have casting spinners coming out more geared at the the bank fishing. Uh huh. So small from the the number fours, four and a half, and fives. Those are those should be back in stock very soon. We we weren't expecting the response from those. They sold out a little bit quicker than I was expecting. So we do have those that should be back in stock at any time. And again, it's a bank fishing. You can do it from a boat, but bank is predominantly where the casting ones will, or steelhead, trout, salmon. Um, so yes, we will we will have casting. 
the trolling spinners are generally too light to cast though. Ah, okay. Okay. Well, well that, well that, I, you know, that makes sense. And, and it's pretty cool that uh, you're uh, finding people are using them on trout and that sort of thing too. Yeah. The little, the littler number fours um, work definitely work for trout. So it's, we're, we're branching out into other things other than the, the salmon, which we've been predominantly known for. It's trying to move, move and expand the business out to the different fisheries. Right. And, and you, you make all of these or assemble all of these uh, right here in Oregon, do you not? All the flashers we do, um, the spinners are imported. I just don't have the time, unfortunately. So yeah. those, are, those are brought in, but all of the flashers are hand done. I have a team of two and a half people. Um, my mom, bless her soul. She will not stop working even though she was retired. So <laughs> she's my half, but she probably works much harder than most people do. Um, all the plasters are hand taped right here. If they, if somebody has a wild hair and says, Hey, I want this color and this color, super easy to stop everything and put it together. So very customizable since we have full control on that. Wow. So you do take custom orders then, huh? That is, that is what really got us. Our name is it's very seldom do we say no. Sometimes somebody gets a little out of pocket where they try to do too many colors or too fancy. But for the most part, if you can draw it, send us a simple sketch saying this color, this color, this color with labels, generally we can make it. It's, it's, and that's, that's where we come up with some of the, the new ideas. If somebody says, Hey, will you try this? We'll look at it and say, well, that's actually a great idea. Maybe we can refine it a little bit. So right. that's a, that's a way that we come out with new colors also. Oh, interesting. Now, 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 just kind of going down another rabbit trail, but uh, to uh, sort of de- debunk a myth or something, are, are fish colorblind or, or do they just kind of see in black and white? Oh, boy. Um, fish see colors, but they see different colors from the salt to the freshwater to upriver. So as, as fish come in, they're out in the ocean you get a lot of the predominant blue colors uh-huh um, once you start moving into the the fresh water then your chartreuses your kelly greens and the off colors start showing right once you get way up river once they've been in the fresh water for a while then you start seeing in on the reds and your darker colors but it's i've never been able to ask a fish what they can see <laughs> we're just going off of off of what what the science is right. um a lot of the times there's some colors that you can put together and under 10 feet of water, it looks the same as another. So even though there's, I'm, I'm in my shop right now, I'm looking at about 60 different colors. There's some that I know darn well that will look the exact same in the water after 10, 15 feet. Once the light stops penetrating that deep, it turns to a grayish brownish color. So Ah. Um, depends on the colors. There is a science of, of different contrasts that they're going to see. Right. So color wise, if you're fishing deep, it may not be as prominent as if you're fishing in the 10 to 20 foot column there, that then they can see, definitely see different colors. Right. Right. Well, what you, what you're saying and, and, and going back a little bit in, in, in what you just described that the, the darker reds and that sort of thing um, will catch more fish typically, uh, when the fish are further up the river system. Is that right? Up, yeah. Up river. Um, so again, we're based out of the entire, which is just outside of Portland. So referencing 
up higher, meaning the Tri-Cities area, which is a couple of hundred, it's maybe 100 plus miles upriver, multiple dams. The from, from the research that I've done, reds are generally pretty prominent up there because their eyes have changed. Once they enter the, enter the fresh water, their vision starts to change. They'll key in on different things. Right. Um, be, it, be it because they're looking for a, another female's eggs and they're trying to get rid of that out of, the, out of the system. But for some reason, they'll key in on certain colors and up that high red starts becoming prominent. Um, blues out in the ocean because the color goes so deep. The the sunlight is multiple colors, and as it gets deeper, certain colors get pulled out of the spectrum. So blue is one of the last colors to be present and reflect in the ocean. So that's where you see a lot of the blues being used out there, thus showing color to the fish out in the ocean. Oh, so there's definitely a, a locational area of of when you use colors. Um, there, there are places that I fish here locally that I can have a friend fish down below towards the Columbia off of the Willamette that will do great with a certain color. Mm-hmm. I cannot buy a, I cannot buy a fish from where I'm at and vice versa. So it's, it's little things. It's what is the sediment? What is the turbidity? What is the, what sort of light is getting down to it are all factors of this. And it changes day to day, unfortunately. Right. So it's hard to say this is going to be the end all beat all color. The very next day you can have a great day. The next day, put the same thing on and not get a darn bite. Isn't that frustrating at times? (laughs) More than, more than you realize. And thankfully, if you have enough people in the boat, you can switch it up very quickly and say, okay, this is, this is the the color of the day and move quickly. If you're fishing one rod, then it's, it's a, it's a definitely a wing and a prayer as you put colors out. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. You know, years ago when I used to fish with my grandfather on the McKinsey, uh, we ran into one of his buddies and, and he was just slaughtering the, the native rainbow on, on the McKinsey this one day. I mean, it was crazy. And, you know, we were picking up a fish or two and, and he and, and the people in his boat, you know, almost every cast they were hooking up and, and we just couldn't understand it. And so the, finally the guy kind of a motion to my grandfather, you know, come on over here. I got something for you. And he was using, it was a lure Jensen, um, uh, lure that kind of looked like the, the buoyant Thomas's, you know what I'm talking about? Kind of the the fish shape. And, but, but these were made of brass and, and they called them a bikini. And so he gave us two of these bikinis that were the same size and had the same markings on it. And my grandfather took one, I took the other, and uh, went across back to the river where we were f- fishing from the bank that day. And my grandfather was, it was hooking up about, you know, every other cast. I mean, it was incredible what this thing did. And do you think I could get a, even a strike? There was no way. I was casting and casting and casting. And we, I, I, I went up to my grandfather and go, something's different. And I don't know what it is. Something's different, you know. And so we looked at these two lures and obviously by this next comment, you can tell I'm not that observant, but there was this little piece of red plastic that kind of dangled from the, uh, uh, um, uh, from the, um, base of the lure over the hooks that he had on his, that I didn't have on mine. And as soon as we swapped lures, cause I talked him into it, 
because he was almost limited out at that point. So sorry for you. Uh, yeah, I I started catching you know a, a fish about every other cast. So it was this damn little piece of red plastic that made all the difference in the world, you know. And um, um, you know, sort of going down this this trail a little bit further when my grandfather passed, um, he was a big river fisherman, loved to salmon fish, loved to trout fish, and that sort of thing. And and now it's kind of clicking. Remember the old Red Devils they used to sell? Are you familiar Very with those? Yep, yeah, definitely. Yeah. yeah, he had a tackle box full of those, and he swore by those to you know in in catching springers. And they were that deep red color that you were talking about. And so it uh, it, it it's amazing how much color has to play. And and based on what you're talking about, and 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 obviously a more scientific approach, it's all kind of coming together now. You know that that uh, that's pretty cool. What's hard to what's what's frustrating and and it's you figure okay these fish have the brain the size of a of a pea the size of your thumbnail whatever that whatever that size is it can be something as small as like you said a little piece of red tubing or how long is your leader or how how long is your bumper from the bottom it's super subtle i i don't know how many days i've been behind somebody and find out that and and they're catching fish or vice versa one day i'm catching fish and they're not touching anything it's the most subtle difference and it can be a matter of inches. I I'm a huge proponent of people carrying a tape measure mm-hmm. and being very precise. If you're not within one inch of, of the size that you're looking for, if you have one rod that's catching fish consistently, take out your tape measure, measure it, figure out what that distance is. Look at the other rods. How close are you? Is it, are you the type of fisherman that says, yeah, that's good enough. But if you want to be a consistent fisherman or, or fisher person, you've got to keep those numbers. And I, I generally, with the triangles, will run an 18-inch bumper. Mm-hmm. With the 360s, I'll run a 24-inch, and then I'll vary my bumper, my, my leader behind that. That way I take out one of, the, one of the parameters of it and saying, okay, I don't have to worry about the front side of it there. That's always the same, but I'll adjust the back. Some days, just a one-inch, two-inch adjustment is going to make all the difference in the world. So don't don't think that these fish aren't looking at it saying, well, it's moving the different way, or, hey, there's a piece of tubing on this one. There's not. It, it makes a huge difference some days. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, it, it fascinates me that just those little, you know, you know, uh, 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 tunings of the, of the rig that, you know, the, that you're presenting to them can make all the difference in the world. And, uh, and that's, what, that's what makes it fun is you're trying to outsmart a, another living creature. If it, if it were easy enough just to drop a line down, you'd be shopping at, at Safeway or whatever your <laughs> local supermarket is. It's, <laughs> it's not, it's hard. Some days, some days you might be the hot boat and everybody's wondering, Oh my goodness, what did they do? And it can be something as simple as a scent, a length, but some days you're just looking going, everybody is catching something around me. So don't, don't hesitate to, to change things up to figure out what's going on. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And so, and, and obviously the, the secrets of the fishermen, right? It's exactly. And that's why the guides get paid to take you out there. Hopefully they can, hopefully you can cheat and they'll, they'll show you a trick or two if you tip yep. them well enough and go out there and be very successful the next day. But I wouldn't hesitate to, to say, Hey, how long have your leaders there? But it's never close enough take the time, take a tape measure. It doesn't take that much longer to, to measure it out, to, to put the extra effort into it, to get it the same exact 
if you know that that works. Right. Yeah, take take the time to make them all match. Right. Right. Exactly. Exactly. You know, I'll I'll date myself here, but uh, back in the uh, '80s, we used to. Uh, hold a big event at Diamond Lake and, and it was my brother-in-law and I, and we had a, um, and it wasn't really even an organization. It was loosely done, but it kind of, you know, one of those mistakes in life that just took off for a while. And we, uh, we would actually rent Diamond Lake. We would have all the accommodations under our name and we'd have this quasi fishing event, not a, not a tournament by any means, but an event. And, um, and we had a lot of front fun there, but Mike and I would always go up, um, a, a couple days early and fish the lake a little bit. And one time we went up there and, and it w- had probably 90% ice on it. And everybody was out there, you know, dragging, dragging their hardware around, trying to find a fish or two. And this old guy for two days in a row came in with the, these beautiful stringers of fish, man. I mean, they were, they were big, you know. And, and everybody else may, may, may have had one fish on their stringer, you know. And so we saw him in the bar that night, and we thought, well, let's see if we can get him to talk. And it took about six drinks <laughs> to, <laughs> to get him to talk. And finally he shared it, and, and God rest his soul. I know, you know, it's been 40 years now, so he's, you know, he's passed away and is gone, and, and so I'm not – I'm, I'm, I'm not, uh, t- you know, uh, giving his secret up anymore, but he ended up jigging just little yellow crappie jigs about three feet below the ice, right next to the ice flows. And he slaughtered them. And so yep. he, he gave us a couple of those to use the next day because he was headed home. I, I bet he had a hangover that, that morning. And we went out with those crappie jigs, and in less than like you know an hour and a half, we had I don't remember what the limit was at that time, but we had a full stringer of fish, and uh, so we came we came into the docks, and this was kind of terrible to do, but it was you know one of those those experimental things, so it was okay. So we left the fish in the boat, went up to the marina, and and we knew the people that that had the marina, and the tackle shop. It was owned by Diamond Lake. And uh, we said, we want to try something here. What, um, you know, what lure have you had on the shelves forever you can't sell out of? And they, well, it's these green flatfish frogs. We just can't sell them. You know, they've been sitting around here forever. And so we said, give us a couple of them. So we went back with these two green flatfish and we replaced the crappie jigs with these green flatfish. And we walked up to the, the cleaning house with the, you know, this mass of fish and and people were coming in and we set the rods right behind us and they were there looking at these green flatfish. And, you know, by about four o'clock in the afternoon, they sold out of those flatfish and we didn't have to say anything. I'm going to say you didn't say a single word, did you? <laughs> didn't say a single word, but people were very interested to know how in the world, you know, we caught all of these fish. So the next day everybody was out there trolling and they were cussing the, the green, you know, the green frog flatfish because it wasn't working for them. But it sales, <laughs> sales 101, right? That's exactly, that's exactly yeah. right. It was, uh, it was, a, it was a lot of, it was a lot of fun, you know, yeah. doing that sort of thing. And, and, uh, and anyway, so yeah, you gotta, but you do have to listen. It's probably the best six drinks you've ever purchased for somebody yep. to get that knowledge though. So that's, there you go. That's exactly right. Yeah. We worked for it. That's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. There you go. So what's new for 2023 JT? We are looking at the sportsman show to 
finally show we've had everybody asking. I've had to keep my mouth shut. We have chrome dips triangles, which I'm very excited for. Everybody's one of the 360s in chrome dips. Um, we've never had the triangles dip, so those will be released during the sportsman show. We also have a small run of chartreuse and pink mirrored 360s. It just kind of tests the fields of it there. Um, I, In full disclosure, I have not had them out fishing yet. Uh-huh. I didn't want because they're just too too obvious once you drop them over the side of the boat. So I haven't had a chance to test them in earnest other than making sure that they swim correctly and they look good. Right. But we have those coming out for the sportsman show also. The casting spinners that I mentioned will be back in stock. So everything's ready to go for the sportsman show. And we should have a great presentation there. And I'm just really excited this year for those, for those releases. A um, couple of new products coming at the end of the year that I'm not ready to give out just yet, but just know that we do have some more product coming out that's in the works, but those are definitely the first ones to come out for the sportsman show. Wow. That's cool, man. That, that, that is, that is cool. So, uh, Chrome dipped, is that what you're, you're calling these? Chrome dip. So as opposed to where we have been putting tape on them, yeah, yeah. Um, we have, we have got the, the final, final production in, just like the 360s where they're chrome dipped 100% chrome very very shiny right um, found a great partner to do the to do the dipping on there with a good quality uh-huh chrome that stays on if you bang the water um, we're, we partnered with them to do the triangles also so very very high reflection on those and like I said those will be released during the sportsman show will most likely just because what we do is we add different colors so we'll we'll change those up as the year goes on but right now It'll be just be a straight chrome that everybody's been asking for. Wow, really, really. So you're uh, you've come up with another precious metal, huh? I sure hope so. I've had <laughs> so many people that that keep asking me. We do we do a lot of Facebook. So if you're if you're a Facebook person, please follow us there and see some new colors. But every time I put a picture out there, I generally will get somebody that says, "When are you coming out with a chrome triangle?" And I cannot respond. All I can say is, at some point. But now is that some point. We've finally got them ready to go. They will be they will be ready this year, and I'm super excited for the Springer season to start. Oh, that's awesome. Now, when someone buys your product in, in, in the packaging, uh, in there are instructions on how to rig it and that sort of thing. Is that correct? That is correct. We have a full, full um, description on the back of the packaging. That way it explains exactly how to work it. Um, we have our website, again, shortbusflashers.com, that shows rigging. A uh-huh. couple of videos. If you if, if you don't feel like reading, if you just want to listen to me yammer on the on YouTube, is a place to look there. Uh huh. Um, but yes, it's fully ready to go. Has the flashers, two stainless steel ball bearing swivels. Um, you just basically follow the directions, and you should be fishing right away. Wow, cool. And 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 obviously, in, in, as in the past, I mean, you've you've done your very darndest to keep enough inventory in you know, to provide people, you know, with the flashers that they want. But I would imagine when something takes off, uh, they could be sold out from time to time, huh? It is, it is hard to keep up. Um, as everybody knows, you ran into the fishing store the day before that you ready to go fishing and something's not on the shelf. Mm-hmm. We're not, we're not immune to that. We do our very best to keep as much stock as possible, but it's, if you see something on the shelf, if you know you're going to use it during the season, by all means, get it early. Um, you can always wait for a sale like the Sportsman Show. 
you just got to make sure you're there early. But to guarantee it, get to the sporting the sporting goods stores, support them, get your product that you need. Don't don't get mad at them if you get there late and everything's off the shelf. Right, it's going to happen again this year. So if you know you need hooks, if you know you need leaders, if you know you need flashers, you you better be on the you better be on the prowl trying to get them early before they're sold out. You it's the worst thing to say, oh shoot, I'm going fishing tomorrow, not have what you want and have no way to get a hold of it. So yeah. better be be early. And you go down and all they have is green frogs, man. Exactly. <laughs> you just need a whole bunch of green frogs. There. That's gonna be the hot lure this year. <laughs> Very good. <laughs> Very good. Well, JT, man, we sure appreciate the you carving out this time for us today and and uh, giving us you know uh, your your ideas and concepts of, of uh, how to use your your gear. It's really become a household name or a fishing boat name, if you may. Um, and and uh, we just appreciate all the effort and and the love in your heart, if 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 I may, for uh, all of the fishermen and guides out there that. Um, are relying on you to uh, help them put fish in the boat. I, I really appreciate the time and having me on there. If anybody has a, a custom flasher that they want to have mass produced and have a great idea, we are all ears and ready to help you out. Terrific. How do they get in contact with you if they, they want to do that? We have emails on our website, shortbusflashers.com, or okay. you can email me directly at jt at shortbusflashers.com, mm-hmm. and I will respond just as quickly as possible. And you re- you respond very quickly. I mean, you know, as busy as you are, you know, I'm sure there are days and there are weeks when things are just, you know, uh, hell-bent. But uh, anytime I've needed to reach you, man, you've been just, you know, kind of uh, JT on the spot. Customers keep us keep us in business, so we really do appreciate the support. We try to be as, as responsive as possible, so I appreciate that. Very good. Well, hey, I'm looking forward to uh, seeing you on a river sometime this year and uh, shaking your hand at the, at the coming sportsman shows. That'll be fun. Sounds like a great plan. Thanks for having me on. Okay, tight lines, JT. Thank you.